Welcome to Toothpaste, the podcast, the other side of dentistry. There are two sides to our great profession. On one side, we have financial independence and personal fulfillment. On the other side, we have financial hardship, depression, and burnout. Why do some dentists thrive in this profession and others struggle to get out of bed in the morning? That is exactly what we are trying to find out. We don't claim to have all the answers, but we talk to some really smart people that can give you some insights on how to thrive in dentistry and life. Thank you for listening. And now for our hosts, Dr. Jessica Gall and Dr. Vincent Buscemi. This is attempt number three to start the podcast. I don't know why I have such a difficult time starting the podcast. I don't have like a cool thing to say in the beginning. So third attempt, the first two were terrible. Maybe I'll release them on my OnlyFans, but for now you're just getting this attempt. So today we're going to be a little more practical than we are in the past episodes. And we're going to talk about money. I have such a weird thing with money. Um, There's some people and the more introverted that getting money doesn't supply the dopamine rush that maybe other people will get. Let's say I'm gambling and I win $10,000. My brain doesn't respond the same way that another person's brain would respond by getting that money. I view money as a means to obtain security and a means to obtain freedom. Other people view money, some people view money as their God and they think money above everything else. You know these people. And then in terms of a dentist that views money this way, he or she would do unethical dental treatment to get money over treating people the right way. Not that I'm, I guess I am above that, but not that I'm above money, material things. My brain just does not reward me the way other people's brains might by getting money. So I just view money very differently. I have anxiety about spending money. And it's not that I'm cheap or it's not that I am not generous. It is just that spending money is losing money or minusing money from my account, which gives me anxiety. However, when you're running a business, not only do you have to make money, but you also have to spend money to grow. And the thing that we're going to talk about today is called cash flow. Cash flow is king. And I know that's pretty corny and you hear that online all the time. But when you're running a business, you have to understand cash flow because cash flow is the lifeblood of your practice. If you make $100,000 in the month of September and make $0 in October, you have very poor cash flow. You have to know how much money is coming in, when that money is coming in, how much money is going out, and when are the appropriate times to spend money and what to spend it on. Let me start off by saying I'm not an accountant, I'm not a CPA, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm barely a functioning dentist. However, because I've lost a lot of money in the past and because I've made very poor business decisions on my own as a solo practitioner, I have some hard-won experience that helps me regulate my cash flow that will help you too. So this is going to be a really good episode for any dentist at any stage of their career, 
but it's going to be especially good for new practice owners. So I remember asking my accountant, how much money should I pay myself? How much W-2 should I pay myself? How much distribution should I pay myself? How much 1099 should I pay myself? And he would say, Vince, you're stupid. You don't pay yourself 1099 if you own the practice. So that's how little knowledge I had in the beginning about practice ownership and money. The core of this podcast circles around the concept of profit first. I've talked about this before, but if you're going to read any money or any finance book as a practice owner, buy the book Profit First for Dentist. I did not read the book Profit First in general, the most popular book. I read the one specifically for dentists, and you should pick that up too. It's well worth whatever 10, 15 bucks it costs to buy that book. It has saved my business, and I'll say this again. It is the most important book I have read when it comes to business ownership. That's Profit First, and I think the author is Barbara Stackhouse, and she's a retired dental hygienist. Excellent book. Excellent. So the idea is this. Humans, and maybe dentists in particular, are terrible with money. If we have the money, we'll spend it. There's a very small, tiny portion of the population that are not spenders. Even if you think you're a saver, if you really look at it, you're a spender. And the idea of profit first is that if you understand your behavior and you understand that you are a spender, and if you own a business, you're going to be a spender too, you can be strategic about where you put your money so you're only spending the money that you want to spend on your overhead. So profit first says, if you have all of your money in one bank account, which I did this before, you don't know how much money you have to spend on your operating expenses, how much to save for taxes, how much to pay yourself. You just see this lump sum of money. And what happens is you end up spending that on the business in terms of operating expenses or your overhead. And I did this for months. I only had one account. Let's say after a week of working, $25,000 came in and all my brain could register was I have $25,000 to spend on operating expenses on the business. And it's not true. You have to save that money for taxes. You have to pay yourself and you have to invest it back into the business. So profit first says you should open up five different bank accounts. And the five accounts are an income account, a profit account, an owner's compensation account, an operating expense account, and a tax account. And we will walk through each one during this podcast. And I'll kind of give you an idea of how much money to allocate in each account. But it is different for every dentist and where you're starting out. So the first account is your income account. And this is where all the money you make in the practice goes into first. So let's say you have a day you do really good, you do 10,000 for the day. The next day, 10,000 more dollars should be put into your income account. So if you take insurance, all your Delta checks, all your MetLife checks, every dollar that comes into the practice as a collection or as a revenue goes into your income account. Once the money is in your income account, then you have four separate sub accounts that we just went over. A profit account, 
an owner's compensation account, an operating expense account, and a taxes account. And then once a week, you'll look at your income account, and then you will siphon money from your income account. So you will siphon money from your income account to these four separate sub-accounts. So if there was a skip in the podcast right there, somebody walked into my office and I stopped it. So I'm recording this in two sections. It's like my worst nightmare happened, right? Somebody heard my podcast that I want people to hear. So the money goes into your income account. Then you have four separate sub-accounts and each sub-account will take a percentage of the money in the income account. So if you think about it, 100% of your collection is going to your income account. And then you have four other accounts, a profit account, an owner's compensation account, an operating expense account, and a tax account. And based on these percentages, once a week, you go into your income account and you transfer money into your four separate accounts. In the book, Profit First, they have a very complicated, drawn-out way to figure these percentages out. You, The author will be mad if she ever hears this. You don't have to do that. Another part in the book, they give you national averages of what all their clients do, like what percent goes into the profit account, what percent goes into the other accounts. Just go to that chart, find the national averages, and start with that. And then you'll find as you're doing it, you may have to change your percentages up or down a couple points for each of the categories. So here's what, when I started, here's what I did. I did 3% to the profit account. I did 16% to my owner's compensation account. I did 70% to operating expenses. And I did 8% to taxes. So again, I'm not an accountant. But if you're an S-Corp, all your profits in your corporation are taxed to you personally. So you're only taxed one time. So if you put away 8% of your money towards your taxes, that's roughly about 30% of post-tax dollars put away for taxes. So look at it this way. 8% of your practice revenue put away for your personal taxes is kind of the equivalent of about 30% of what you'd pay yourself through W-2 and distributions. You'll just have to go back and do the math on that. I have found that's pretty accurate. So the reason why there's these four separate accounts is once the money is in those accounts, you don't have to think about it. So you don't have to worry about every quarter when you're putting your money, when you're giving the government your quarterlies for taxes. You don't have to worry about, did I save enough money? Because you're already putting 8% away for the taxes. So I do it differently now because every quarter, the goal is to lower your overhead. I started at 70%. And as I'm moving through profit first, now I'm doing 68% towards operating expenses. So my breakdown is 4% for profit, 17% for owner's compensation, which is W-2, 68% for operating expenses, which is overhead. And I do 10% for taxes because the way that my landlord charges me, 
he charges me, I'm triple net, so I pay the taxes of the building too, or my percentage of taxes. And if I put 10% of money away, it's enough for my personal taxes. And it's also enough for the property taxes percentage I have to pay for the building too. And then you'll just find out what works best for you. But by doing this, every quarter that I pay my quarterly taxes, I have enough money in my profit account to cut myself a distribution. I did not have that money when I first started and had all my money in the same account and I didn't cut myself a distribution because I would always spend the money in my account on stuff for the office because I did not know how much money I had to spend. That's the hardest part about running a business when your owner and your operator, and this is why dentists get such a bad rap and they say dentists and doctors are such bad business people. We're not, but we're so busy doing work on patients and managing staff. We have very little brain power left, or at least I do, to also be the CFO of the practice. But if you don't have a well-trained CFO of your practice, you'll go bankrupt or you'll always be struggling at the end of the month to pay your bills or to pay yourself. And there's no more defeating feeling. And I get this, I would get this all the time. When you get to the end of the month and then there's not enough money to pay yourself. So you work really hard for 30 days. You pay your staff, you pay your bills. Now there's nothing for you. It's depressing and long-term not sustainable because you need an income to live. So if you want to have a well-oiled financial mechanism in your practice, if you're not going to hire a CFO, which there's no solo practitioner dentist that has hired a CFO, you have to set up systems in place so you can be a good CFO without constantly thinking and strategizing where to allocate the money. And the only way I found effective to do this is to follow this profit first. So no matter what, you put 3 to 4% into your profit account. The book is very clear on this. It's what's called profit first. You pay yourself first that profit first. By doing this, by putting money in the profit account first and then the owner's compensation account second, you're forcing your business to lean up, to whittle down the expenses, and to only use that 68% on overhead, on operating expenses. It's tough at first. When I first allocated 70% or 68% to overhead, I did not achieve it. And I had to go back and take money from my profit account. But that should be a once in a year thing. If you're constantly spending more money then you're putting in your operating expenses. Unfortunately, you have to go back and look at what you're spending on. Are you spending too much money on staff? Are you spending too much money on rent? Or another problem which I was having was I wasn't making enough money. So either you have a spending problem or you have an income problem. Either way, if you can't operate your business between 68 and 70% in the beginning, and it should go lower as you get better, there's a problem. So I would go read that Profit First book, and I promise you that's going to help you tremendously. Another part of this, and I don't have a good answer for this, but it's something that I struggle with and other dentists that reach out to me struggle with this too, is 
where to put money. Where should I put money into my business to be, to get the biggest ROI? Is it marketing? Is it CE? Is it staff development? What is it? One thing that the profit book talks about, and I think this is so important, is called the CE trap. And if you've been a dentist long enough, you know that some of the CE you take is a complete fucking waste. Maybe you get better at this procedure, but it doesn't make you more money. And if you're not growing and not making more money in the long term, you're not going to be able to serve more patients. So be very careful about going to Spear, going to Kois, going to Dawson. They're super expensive. And in my humble opinion, not all of that CE is going to be good. Maybe you'll be a better dentist, but sometimes you take those courses and they're so much more advanced than what your patients need right now that you lose the skill anyway. So yes, I've taken Spear and it's really broadened my view of dentistry, but then I've come back to my practice and I'm not doing full mouth reconstructions. So I spent 5,000 on the course, 2,000 on travel, missed three days of work. And then you come back after investing 8,000 in three days, you're not really doing what you learned in the course. So be very, very careful on where and what you spend your money on for CE. Another example though is I spent 10 grand on the Alleman's Biomimetic Mastership. Totally worth it. $10,000 is a lot of money. But then I based my entire practice on biomimetic dentistry. And it was a huge return on investment. So just be very careful what you're spending your money on. Because, you know, by the time you travel and take time off work and spend that money, you're in for 10 grand for a weekend. And it may be a waste of your money. So be very careful about what this book calls the CE trap. I should do a whole other podcast on that. I've wasted so much money on continuing education that just was not worth it. So are dentists bad with money? Yes. Are you going to be bad with money? You're not. Because you're going to go out and you're going to buy that profit first book and you're going to follow it. I promise you. If someone as dumb as me can turn a non-profitable practice into a profitable practice by reading one book and practicing it, you can do the same thing. So I want you guys to buy this book, read it, and I want you to call me at 586-335-6833 and tell me that you are implementing it. I also want you guys to go to YouTube, Spotify, like, subscribe, follow, Instagram me, tag me. I don't know anything about the internet, but I want you guys to follow me. Every week I'm getting more people that are reaching out to me and they're calling me and they're opening up to me about their struggles. And that makes this podcast totally worth it. If I can reach one person and they tell me that their life has improved because my podcast, it's totally worth it. So thank you again for listening to my solo podcast. I'm super excited. Next week, I'm interviewing Alan Mead of the Very Dental Podcast. We're going to have a great time. So again, like, subscribe, follow, call me, reach out to me. Um, Just keep doing you and I'll keep doing me. And I really appreciate you guys listening. All right, guys, have a great night. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, there you have it. Another great episode of Two Faced, the podcast. 
the other side of dentistry. Please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. And if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out to us on Instagram at toothpastepodcast or email us at toothpastepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>